Hi. <laughs> so, as, if you came in late, as Ryan said earlier, wasn't my plan to be up here this morning, but it was somebody's. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Thomas called last night and uh, just said, hey, weather is hitting and our flight is not getting out of here. Um, and I thought, well, no big deal. We'll just get a hold of the associate pastor and he'll, uh, he can do a message. Oh, so that's me. Um, so that's fun. Yay for adventures, all right? So, um, no, don't clap yet. Let's not clap yet, okay? <laughs> uh, about 7.30 last night, my prayer life got incredible, incredible. So, uh, but that's, that's how we need to open this morning. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, um, thank you that you are a God who is constantly whispering to us and constantly speaking to us. And so this morning, as we, uh, as we look at your word, we pray, I pray, that you will soften our hearts. Let us hear your word, nobody else's, your words this morning, and move us, stir us, remind us you are with us, you go with us, you go ahead of us. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, obviously we're approaching Father's Day next week, and I, I got this idea as we were approaching Father's Day um, this last week. Uh, see, as we headed into Mother's Day, I, I asked our children, hey, what, what has been your favorite memory or one of your favorite memories with your mom, with Kara? And so they had all these sweet memories. It was like, um, like she, these meals she makes and the time she spends with them and these activities they do. And I thought, oh, that's, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear what they have to say about dad. So I said, what are, what are some of your favorite memories about dad? And, and Lainey, our oldest, she reminded me of this memory, and, and um, well, let me just share it with you. Okay, so it was two years ago. I was picking her up from school, and she was in third grade at the time, and in the way her elementary school is laid out, you have pods. So like the kindergarten and first graders come out of one, the second and, and, the second and third graders come out of one, and the fourth and fifth graders come out of one. So I'm standing outside this pod where the second and third graders come out of, and Lainey comes running out with one of her best friends, Ellie Gothier, and they run up, and I'm like, oh, hey, sweetie, how was your day? And uh, usually there's a hug, and usually there's excitement, and um, do you want to know what I got? Somebody trying to be funny. She went, you're not my dad. <laughs> and there are like 40 parents around. 40 parents picking up their kids. You're not my dad, stranger. And then Ellie Gothier chimed in and she went, stranger danger, stranger danger. And I looked at both of them and I said, get in the car now. Stranger danger. And my first thought was pick each of them up, put one under each arm, and haul them to the car. Here's the problem, they've just created a scene, and that looks like kidnapping. And so, <sighs> I went, Lainey, that, that's your favorite dad memory? She's like, oh, one of them. I've got more. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe we don't need to hear them. That's all right. Isn't it interesting how... What we want people to, I, I wanted her to maybe remember like the time that I, I fixed something around the house. I wanted her to remember the time that like, like I made something on the grill and it was incredible. I wanted her to remember the time that her sister left a tablet two hours away in the mountains and, and dad drove 
two hours to get the tablet and come back. But that's not what she remembered. And as I thought about that, I thought, isn't it interesting how we all have something in us, and it's really the next giant in this series, Overcome, that we're talking about. We all have something in us that wants people to remember and think of and acknowledge what's really good. And you know what that is? That's this next giant in this Overcome series. It's the giant of pride. It's a giant of pride. And so this morning, I want us to just pause, and I want us to look through this, this passage this morning, but I want us to think about the giant of pride for a minute, because the giant of pride, as you're going to see, is not a giant that you fight against. It's a giant you starve. It's a giant we all have to starve, because it is so part of us. And so the passage we're going to be in, it's in 2 Samuel chapter 23. If you have your Bibles, if not, it'll be up on the screen. But in 2 Samuel chapter 23, here's what's going on. The, it is basically, we've come to the end of David's reign as king. And he has spoken his last words. And what we're going to look at this morning is actually, well, it's a list. It's a list of his supporting cast. I, I guess you could think of it as, these are the servants, these are kind of like the nurse next to the surgeon who he gets all the credit, but the nurse is right there helping. This is, as I was on a plane this week, I was looking outside uh, before we took off, and, and I thought, well, this is kind of like the airplane mechanic who you don't see them, but they make sure that you're getting there okay. It, it's kind of like the lineman who, who blows open holes for the MVP running back who gets the MVP trophy at the end of the year. Come to think of it, it's kind of like Stephen ministers who, who stepped into a role to serve. And what I want you to see about this list is that somehow these people were able to overcome the giant of pride. And so I want us to walk through this list. Now, I, I kind of paused on this list because you know what they tell you in seminary? Don't preach on the lists. So we're going to preach on the list this morning, Okay. They say, don't preach on the list because they're deadly and, you know, it just, you could just start going through a list and it just feels like a list. But I could not get away from this list because as I looked at this list, you know what it did? It held up a mirror. It held up a mirror to me about the different things that the giant of pride feeds on. And so let's take a look. We're in 2 Samuel chapter 23, starting with verse 8. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Now, if you were flipping through your Bible and you were looking for a place to read, chances are you'd flip to this and go, it's just a list. It's just a list. Let's keep flipping. Let's go to something else. But, but take a look. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Josheb Beshebeth, a Tekemanite, we're going to try to pronounce these, okay, was chief of the three. He raised, look at this, he raised his spear against 800 men. 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Let me ask you something. Do you think that he really thought he was going to take out 800 men going into that in one encounter with a spear and that's it? See, this already raised an issue inside me because I was, I was reading it and I went, oh man, if I was in his shoes, I, and if you were to tell me that you were going to take care of 800 people through this, I'd go... I don't think so. I don't think that's possible. Do you want to know what the first thing on the list that the giant of pride feeds on? I already know what's possible. 
I already think I know what can happen in this situation. Have you been there? Are you there right now? Are you in the middle of a situation where you're just looking at what's going on and you're looking at the circumstances and looking at the specifics and you go, I already know how this turns out. I already know. And you know what we miss? What we miss is that while the giant of, of pride feeds on, I already know what's possible. You know what God says? You see it right here. I can operate outside that. I operate outside that. I mean, you know what? We don't, we don't really relate to taking out 800 warriors, but I bet, oh, I bet you could relate to this. Take a look at this video. You may have seen it. All he did was raise a spear. All he did was throw an airplane. And yet, you know what I think we do? I think we look at it, we go, you know what, I already know what's possible or what's not possible. And so you know where I go? Oftentimes, I don't raise the spear. I don't throw the airplane. I don't step into the situation because you know what that is? It's a giant of pride. And we feed him every time we say, I already know, I already know. Well, let's keep going through the list because you see the next thing on the list that the giant of pride feeds off of. Verse nine, next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Aohite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pas Damim for battle. Then the Israelites retreated. But look at this. But verse 10, Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired. What is usually our stopping point in any circumstance in life? When we get tired. We say, I've had enough. This has gone on long enough. But look at this. But Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired. And then something interesting happened. And froze to the sword. It froze. It locked on to the sword. And what happened as a result of this? The Lord. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. You want to know the second thing that the giant of pride feeds on? It's not just... I, I already know what's possible or impossible. The giant of pride also feeds on this statement we make. I know how long. I know how long this needs to go on. Or I've had enough. I don't need to be in this any longer. I don't need to be in the battle any longer. I want to take a minute. I want to brag on um, my wife and I got to work with, with the youth group for years and years and years. And one of the youth leaders, um, Shea, many of you know Shea Lawrence, she... Um, she had no interest in working with the youth. And it was 2010, and a couple of the youth leaders had called us. We had a Friday night activity going on that night, and I had a bunch of high schoolers coming. And a couple um, high school leaders just had gotten sick, or they couldn't make it, and I went, oh, we need help. 
So I called Shea. She wasn't working with the youth at that time. And I said, hey, so for one night only, I, I need your help. Can you just come hang out with and just love whoever God brings in the door for this activity tonight? She said on the phone, just one night? I said, yes, just, just one night, Shea. That's, that's it. And then I won't, I won't ask you anymore. So Shea comes and hangs out that night. About three or four days later, I get this phone call from Shea. You know what she said? She said, I, I don't know what happened, but that was, that was incredible. And I feel like I want to keep doing this. You know what happened? Shea's hand froze to the sword. It's 2018. Shea is still serving as a leader in our youth ministry. Still. Eight years later, she said one night. One night? Yeah. Yeah. But see, she was able to go, you know what? The giant of pride wants to determine how long I stay in something. And you know what God says? I can operate outside that. Well, if you keep going through the list, you know what? You see the third thing that the giant of pride feeds on. Next to him was Shema, son of Aji, the Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of, look at this word, lentils. Who knows what lentils are? What are lentils? Beans. What? So there's a battle for a field full of beans? It's a field of beans. And I know they're probably good and soup and stuff like that. They cause trouble too, but it's a battle for a field of beans? Yeah, a field of beans right here in God's word. A field of lentils. Israel's troops fled from them. The Philistines showed up in a field of beans. We would go, you know what? You can have that area. You can have it because I don't care. It's a field of beans. Israel's troops fled out of fear. But Shema took his stand in the middle of the field. Okay, hang on. So you decided to defend a field of beans. A field of beans? Yeah. You want to know what happened? Right here. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and look what happened. And the Lord brought about a great victory. It's a field of beans. I'm sorry, I can't get over this. It's a field of beans. And yet, you know what the giant of pride feeds on? We overlook the field of beans. That's not important. That's not the area that I want him to use me in. That's not where I want to be right now. It's a field of beans. Who cares about a field of beans? Well, the Lord cares very much. It's actually exactly where the Lord wants to bring about a great victory is the field of beans. And so it raised a question for me. And it, I hope it raises a question for all of us. What is my field of beans? What's my field of beans? What's that area in life right now that it gets our leftovers? That, that it seems to be the obstacle and the distraction in the way of actually getting to where God really wants to do something. What's my field of beans? Is it work? Is it, is it part of the schedule? Is it... Is it that person that, that you run into and you keep running into them and you don't know why you keep running into them? It might be a field of beans. But God cares very much about the field of beans. 
He says, I, I know the giant of pride is whispering to you that, that you know best about where I should use you, but I can operate outside that. I can bring about victory in a field of beans. Well, the list continues. Verse 13, during harvest time, three of the 30 chief warriors came down to David at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. At the time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. Okay, first of all, David, you're the king. You're telling me nobody brought a water bottle for you. No, I need a drink of water. Do you want to know how far away this water place was? If you look at a map of those times, it's about eight miles away. They're going to go eight miles to get the king a drink of water. So the three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines. So they, they had to fight through them, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. And then look at this. But he refused to drink it. What? We just went 16 miles to get you a drink of water. Have you ever tried to carry a cup of water just down the sidewalk? Yeah, it's empty by the time you go 100 yards. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. What? We just went 16 miles to get you a drink. Far be it from me, Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? And David would not drink it. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. If I'm one of these guys, I'm really mad right now. I'm really angry right now. Because he was pouring it out as a sacrifice to the Lord. Honestly, if I'm standing there, I don't care, okay? I just went 16 miles for you to pour that out. And you know what the giant of pride says to us? The giant of pride says, I need my outcome. What I want the outcome to be. My outcome would be, David, you drink the water. And maybe even just say thanks. That's all, you know. But that may not be the outcome. And God says, I know the giant of pride is saying, I need, I need, you know, I know what's already possible. I know how long I need to be in it. I know where you're going to use me. I know what the outcome should be. And you know what God says? I can work outside. All of that. One more item on the list here. Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of Zariah, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three, the, the three chief ones. Was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. Even though he was not included among them. Do you want to know what consumes me a lot of the time and probably, probably consumes a lot of us a lot of the time? I wasn't included among them. Have you been there? You look around and you see people that are like in it or they're somehow being recognized for something and we go, I'm not included among them because the giant of pride, you know what else the giant of pride whispers or shouts or feeds off of? He also feeds off this idea 
that I have to be in a specific position. I have to have a specific title or position or placement in order to serve, in order to be used by God. And you know what God says? I can work outside of all that. I can work outside of it. It doesn't matter the location. It doesn't matter the timing. It doesn't matter the position or title or lack of those things. I can operate outside that. In fact, let me just, let me ask you something. And, and a couple of you got to hear this, and so you don't get to, you don't get to yell out right now, okay? But think about, I, I know I'm standing in a room full of Denver Broncos fans right now. So who in your mind, you can just call out, who in your mind is perhaps the most legendary figure in Broncos history? John Elway. Anybody else? Demarius Thomas. We got a Demarius Thomas. We did get a Demarius Thomas. Okay. Anybody else? Who? Alzado. Lyle Alzado. Okay. Peyton Manning, Terrell Davis, Carl Mecklen Mecklenburg. We could just go through the list. Okay. Let me, let me ask you about somebody who maybe didn't have a position on the team. What about this, this guy? Who is that? Barrel Man. Everybody knew that one. Barrel Man. Is he on the team? Is he on the team? No. Where did the Barrel Man sit? He sat in the seats with everybody else. Barrel Man. Isn't it interesting that here's a man who had a different kind of influence, but every single person in this room knew who that was. Well, it, it's kind of like what we're seeing here with Abishai. Wasn't part of the three, but you know what? God can establish your service and my service and anything we do in the hearts of others. He's fully capable, position or not, title or not. List continues. Benaiah, son of Jehida, a valiant fighter from Kabzeel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down, and look at this, into a pit on a snowy day. Okay, I don't even walk down the sidewalk on a snowy day. It doesn't go well. Okay, I end up in the curb, okay? Into a pit on a snowy day, and then no big deal, and killed a lion. And killed a lion while standing on snow in a pit. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. Do you want to know what this is like? This is like when you worked with youth years ago, specifically junior hires, and you thought you were ready for them until their parents dropped them off and they had a Red Bull in their hand. That's an Egyptian with a spear coming against you with a club. That's why the prizes at youth group were energy drinks all those years. It was payback, parents. It was payback, all right? But it's not ideal. You look at his situation, you go, this is not ideal. But the giant of pride, you know what he feeds off of? This thing in us that says, I've got to have it perfect. The conditions have to be perfect for me to step in. The conditions have to be perfect for me to step in. I need the ideal to step into what God is asking me to do. And you know what God says? I can work outside of all that. I can work outside all that. These six items so far on this list, you want to know what they're about, really? You want to know what the giant of pride wants to get us focused on, really? Accomplishment. The giant of pride measures us by our accomplishment. 
I got to a position. I got to a right place. I had the right outcome. It was the perfect situation. It was ideal. It was perfect. That's a giant of pride. And he feeds off those statements that come up within us. Pride measures us by our accomplishment. But when you look at what comes next, you know what God says? I can operate outside all that. I just showed you six times on this list. I want to show you one more piece of the list. Verse 24. Among the 30 were, and I'm not reading all those. I am not reading all those because I had enough trouble with the first six on this list, okay? But you look at that and you go, it's just a list. It's just a list of names. And I know we said this a few weeks ago, but you look at this list of names, and I'm so glad that we finally got wise and decided to name our kids Brian and Chris and Jenny because I want to go to these parents and say, what were you thinking? Like, what were you thinking? But it's just a list. It, it just looks like a, a list. And yet, and yet there's something so profound. Where's this list found? Where's this list found? I mean, at the end of your life, if you knew that your name was going to appear in something or on something, could you imagine that your name was in this? Your name was in this. I've always thought it'd be so fun to go back and find these guys, everybody on this list, and say, oh my goodness, you don't know it right now, but there is going to be this best-selling book of all time. It's called the Bible. You probably don't name it that because look at your names, right? But there's going to be this book, and your name's going to be in it. And I think they'd go, what? My name's going to be in it? Yeah, you were on this list of mighty, mighty warriors, oh my goodness, my name was on the list? Like, what did it say about me? What did it say? Was it, was it this incredible place that God used me in? No, just your name. What, what, was it maybe this position that he got me into? No, just your name. What? Okay, well maybe, was it because I was associated with an outcome that went really well, this, this successful outcome in life and, and I like impacted a ton of people no just your name just your name in a list of mighty warriors well mighty what's what's mighty about just my name being on a list you know why because if you and I are in their shoes you know what we'd be thinking I think I'm mighty Pride wants us to think we're mighty because of our accomplishments. I mean, I, I wanted to be on that list, and I wanted to be considered mighty because of a place I got to. I wanted to be mighty because of a position I got into. I wanted to be mighty because I accomplished great things, and there were these incredible outcomes. That's why I wanted to be thought of by others as mighty, and instead I'm just stranger danger. That's it. That's what I'm thought of or remembered by. And yet, you know what I think God would say? I see you. Uh, I wrote your name down. I acknowledged you. Is that enough? Is that enough? 
Because you, you, know what we, you know what we learn from this list? Is that, excuse me, mighty is not, is not a result of our accomplishments. Mighty is the result of his acknowledgement, not our accomplishments. These guys show up on a list of mighty warriors. We don't know what they did, but they're on the list. It's not just a list. Because if you were to talk to one of them, they'd go, oh my goodness, my name's on it. Have you ever gotten an acknowledgement from somebody? Have you ever gotten an acknowledgement? We have a, a good friend. She's an author, and she came down with cancer a couple, couple years ago. And um, she's, she's had this battle with cancer. My wife, Kara, is a nurse. And Kara, Kara one day, um, she reached out to Kara and said, will you go with me to my first appointment with the oncologist? So Kara went one day. And um, this, this friend of ours is also an author. And she wrote a book that did very well. And her husband called me one day and he said, hey, Nathan, I'm going to need you and Kara to look at page 197 of the book. Because they had sent us a copy of the book. So I flipped to page 197 of the book, and what we have is a list of names and acknowledgments. 221 names to be exact, because I have an accounting degree and I count everything, okay? But there are all kinds of thanks on here. 41st name of the acknowledgments. To Kara Harrison for going with us on our first visit with the queen. She called her oncologist the queen. And I'm looking at this book that is like becoming like a great seller. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I ran over to Kara. I said, honey, page 197, 41st name. Look, you're in a book. She said, it's not a big deal. It's a list of names. I went, it's not just a list of names because your name is on it. Can you imagine your name? on a list of mighty warriors, I can only think of one thing greater. One thing greater that every single person in here has the opportunity to see. And it's this place you gotta spend some time. And you gotta get real close. It's, it's two pieces of wood. Two pieces of wood that were put together. And if you get real close to these two pieces of wood, you know what you see? It's a cross. It's a cross, and if you look real, real close, between the ridges of the wood, it's a thick wood. But if you look between the ridges of the wood, there's a hole nearby where somebody was crucified on the wood. And there's some dried blood on this wood. But if you get real, real close, and if you spend enough time looking at this cross, you know what you'll see? You'll see a list. But it's not just a list because your name is on it. That's an acknowledgement. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you that you're a God who operates so outside of the things our pride clings to, and yet the giant of pride keeps shouting. That if I just had a better place, if I just was in a better position, if I could just see what was possible. I mean, I feel like I already know what's possible. This giant just keeps on shouting. And yet you're a God who says, 
I operate outside all that. And so thank you even for a list of names that, that we, we don't really flip too often and we don't memorize that this as a life verse. And yet there's a reminder that you put us on a list of names. And for them, you did it here in 2 Samuel. But for us, you did it on a cross. And so as the giant of pride continues to shout at us our entire lives, remind us, remind us, remind us that mighty, being one of your mighty people, mighty warriors, does not, does not come from our accomplishments. It comes from your acknowledgement. And thank you for that acknowledgement. Draw us to the cross. Draw us to examine the cross and find our name on there this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for coming. Have a great week.